hey, and just like that, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. I don't know. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV, episode number 77, uh, season two. It is, of course, the pregame show against the Giants, which kicks off this Sunday at 9.25 p.m. in the UK. Uh, this week, we've got uh, two of the members of UK Cowboys with us uh, to help me break the, the whole pre-game menagerie of the show down. And it is the salt and pepper of the crew. It is, of course, <laughs> Paul and Mr. Graham Wilson. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad, Good. man. Good. Not too bad. Just, just try to forget what happened last week. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the good thing is, is our post-game show uh, that we had with Rob Phillips at the beginning of the oh. week. That was that was the big heel. Yeah, that was a great show. Like having Rob on the show was fantastic. Like, yeah, a lot of fun too. Our national soccer team's currently trying to get us to the Euros, but we'd rather talk Cowboys football. So it's all good. <laughs> well, for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Because at least we know we actually admit that we are absolutely crap. <laughs> not, not, the, not, not, the, not the Cowboys, just in case anyone's actually watching, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Scotland, <laughs> soccer team. All right. That's what I'm talking about. So, and yes, we do suck. Who are you, got, who are you guys playing? Israel. Israel. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, <laughs> God help us. God help us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll start off, uh, guys, breaking into some of the uh, news and uh, information that's been coming out. The, the the real big news that has come out so far this this week is, uh, of course, Brandon Carr. He's been given the boot. Yeah, I heard about that. So, yeah. yeah, so we'll get into it. I'll get what you guys think of it all. Um, now, they're saying that he, they've parted ways with him uh, because Anthony Brown is imminent to return. Um, you know, he's an above-average player. And we're a below-average defence, so he's going to be our star player. Um, so, a bit of the news that came out was he got in a bit of a discussion with the coaches. Bit of an argument enthralled, heated conversation. Off he went. You guys hear anything about that, or you got any take on that? No, not nah, really. Not really. Nah. To be honest, I think you know, with with Brandon Carr, it, it kind of got to the stage <clears throat> where you're going. We kind of pulled him off the street a little bit, and yeah, if he was really such a big talent, <clears throat> he wouldn't have. He, he would have been in a camp, and then possibly be a starter. But now I don't think it's any. Like if they're going to bring Brown back in, then it's uh, to me it's an upgrade, which we sorely need, just so long as Brown can stay healthy. <laughs> uh, what was that? You angry, Paul, or what? It's the dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. Um, also, uh, we'll look at some injury news, guys, as well. Um, so, first of all, the big one, Joe Looney is definitely out. Could be out for quite a while. It's a, an MCL spray. That does mean, of course, Tyler Badass gets to continue on. Uh, that's looking like it was a very intelligent and healthy um, 
draft pick this year. What are you thinking? Yeah, what are you guys thinking uh, of Tyler? I mean, to me, he's holding his own. He's doing his job, and that's all we can ask for right now. I said way before the season, it wouldn't surprise me he would get the starting role at some point during the season or in the Mm -hmm. future. So maybe a lot earlier than expected, but hey, I'm happy because he's coming through the same rank, the same schooling as Travis Frederick did. So, yep. he, so he's going to drill into his mind to read up. Like you saw it. Like I already spoke to uh, Rob Phillips about this. It's like before pre-snap, he's telling his guards to watch out for certain blitz. He's watch out uh, positionings and stuff like that and how the D-liner are lined up and stuff like that. You see that with Tyler. So yep. I, I am more than happy to have someone that has a little bit more commanding role in that offensive line right in the centre, which I didn't feel that we were getting with Joel in it. So I am really happy about that if I'm being honest because we actually are seeing a bit of a difference when Tyler is actually in there I kind of feel as though the centre of our O-line is that little bit better in terms of holding it on their own in terms of the nose tackles getting into yeah. the middle so I'm more than happy the only thing though he just needs to pick up the the snap counts a bit better that's the only thing I can really say I don't know because there's been a few times where he may have delayed reaction from snap the ball based on the snap count that's roughly about it. Yeah. I mean, have you got a, a, a take at all, Gray? I mean, before Looney's injury, he just didn't look like the same Joe Looney. You got a take on that at all? Why you think he, he perhaps started to, to struggle a little bit? Yeah. Everybody gets older. Everybody okay. gets older. That's the only really thing I can put it down to. Um, maybe the pressure got to him a little bit. Maybe him being the guy for, mm-hmm. for the first time in his career really got to him. Um, yeah. and then the injury just kind of it, not kindness, but it didn't help him in this in, in the slightest. Uh, I don't know if, um, I mean, depending on how bad it is, if if Bedias or however you pronounce his name, if he can if he can take the if he can take the job, I don't know if you'll see Joe Looney around for much longer. Because if they're yeah. going to go with the rookie, um, you know, he Looney might get a chance to go and play somewhere else in free agency. So, I know I know it's only week, we're just approaching week five of the season. But um, depending on how bad that injury is, you might not see him much longer. Mm, yeah, I mean, he was only on a one-year deal. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, I, I, just, well, it was funny that you just mentioned that. I find that's why we've kept them in a the one-year contract, is that obviously that they were looked to bring someone else in. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. I find that, and that's why I think Tyler is the future going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. He is a work in progress, obviously. I mean, he's, he's not come in yeah. with any, any kind of draft fanfare. Um, yeah. Like, first... Was it a fourth round pick we used? Yes, it was. He did fall a little bit with with reason, but the only way it was mostly due to injury, though. Yeah, the only way you can he was very injured in his last year. So, Mm. and I I I always say it, and so I'm going to stick by my guns. When it comes to defensive and offensive linemen, you've got to give them time to. Not just um, learn the speed of the game, but bulk up as well. You remember these are college kids, uh, and they're oh, trying yeah. to get into Absolutely, a man's yeah. game, you know. So give them chance to bulk up, put some sand in their pants, as they say. 
<laughs> but on some good news, some good news, um, we just mentioned him, Anthony Brown. He is imminent to return. And on some other good news as well is Leighton Van Der Esch is looking very close to coming back. Ooh. Mm. Um, so there's some good news coming out finally. of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, finally. Um, but uh, there's also uh, something else was... Oh, yes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, as people are bringing in the comments, I was trying to think. I was thinking there was something else. And luckily enough... Lauren Callahan saved my ass. Uh, Tyrone Smith. <laughs> yeah, Tyrone Smith is looking to get shut down. But it's iffy. We don't know um, what's going on there. We'll uh, we'll try and get some more information on that. But it is looking like... Um, it, uh, the, the, before we came on, what I saw was they said, um, oh, um, Tyrone, this time last week, he was further along than what he was this week. So that's definitely concerning. Now it's coming out that um, he could, in fact, be shut down for the season. Yeah. Um, if you were getting carried away, you would start to think about the future for Tyron Smith because this is neck injury. Um, you start to think about later on in life, as opposed to outside of football, um, this is a different tone from. If, I mean, this is all talk. We have to stipulate this is all talk. We have not. We have not actually heard anything out of Tyron Smith's mouth just yet. I. I don't think. Um, but this has got a different tone, as in. Um, I don't. I, I might be reading too much into it, but yeah, I. I think this is. He's starting to think about after football. Because, mm. to me, the Tyron Smith that I know wouldn't be... If he can play, he will play. Mm. You know, he will get himself out there. This feels yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels the same. I know I hate to say it, be the breaker of doubt, like, of <laughs> not news, but it kind of, I'm kind of getting the same vibe when it was, like, Travis Fredericks last season. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And, and I mean... And it's kind of pretty obvious that because we keep saying we're going to try and probably at best get 12 games a season out of Tyron, like give or take. Yeah. And I think he knows, and the Cowboys are already kind of maybe looking towards getting an offensive tackle next year, either through free agency or through the draft, whatever. And that primarily, I, like from my personal opinion, I think we should get an offensive lineman in, the, in that draft because there's supposed to be really good ones coming out next year. Mm, there are. Yeah. There's a handful, and hopefully, um, knowing what's going on with Tyron as well, the coaching staff can get locked in their mind about what they're going to do and not play Terence Steele in the wrong position. Yeah. Hopefully, they've learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we can do. <laughs> right, guys. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to the Cowboys offense then. All right, guys. Um, so first of all, uh, the first thing coming out the gate is people are complaining. about Why? Uh, Why? <laughs> well, what they're complaining about is Zeke's numbers. Um, for you guys, is this a concern that his 
average, his average yard per carry, and the amount of fumbles that he's had on the season already a concern for you guys? Fumbles a little bit, but in terms of yards per carry, not necessarily because when you've got a bind up all line or a pretty much a undersized in some positions, what do you expect? Like especially, yeah, when it comes yeah. to the, especially when it comes to the run game, so I'm yeah. not entirely concerned. Like you actually see it, like when we actually do give a, a Zeke a screen pass, you can mm-hmm. easily gain t- ten to fifteen yards per average when you look at it. But it's all about the inside run game. Mm-hmm. It's the problem right now, and that's down to our guards and a offensive line not doing their job properly, picking up the blocks. Yeah, but, but we are seeing that little bit of a little, little bit. Better since we've had Bayadish in that little bit. Yeah, for me it's for me it's twofold. For me, it's like Paul said, you've got a patchwork offensive line at best. So um I, I would love to see a stat at where Zeke's first point of contact was, because I bet it's behind the line an awful lot of the time. Uh so he's having to shed a block before he's even crossed the line of scrummage. The other point um I can see on the on the drops and the fumbles, um, yeah. the, the drops from you was a one-off. I've completely forgotten about that. The fumbles was frustrating. I can understand. Um, I can understand that. But on a couple of instances, you've you've seen the perfect technique from the defensive player. There's been a serious attempt to punch the ball out of there, and these guys are strong. Don't. Don't underestimate the defensive players he's coming up against. These guys know how to hit. So if they can get a hand on the ball, um, but like you say, every every head coach in the NFL preaches ball security. Um, yeah. And the, the fumbles have been a, a slight issue, but it took us long enough to find an issue with Zeke. And just because we found one doesn't mean we, doesn't mean we need to drill him into the ground. Um, I think it's been way over the top on Zeke Elliott. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, one of the things um, he's even come out and said is that, look, I'm going to work on my um, ball control, um, make sure I'm um, not causing any more fumbles. Um, I mean, the good news is is that this giant defence is not known for... (laughs) pulling fumbles out like the Browns have. So perhaps this is a get-right game, do you think, for... um, Okay. That there's um, perhaps something Zeke can do going forward? I think we'll get a lead in this game, which should help. I mean, the amount of times we've gone... We've bloody better. (laughs) The amount of times we've gone two, three, even four scores behind. You don't run the ball when you're four scores behind. Mm-hmm. The, the run game goes out the window. So even that's going to contribute to Zeke's numbers. I just think people are being really, really down on, on a special player. They, they really are. And I know considering he's pretty much nearly been a 1,000 yards per season. Yeah. The, yeah. Only time, the only time he's never been a 1,000 yards was the six games he missed. I mean, if people if people are wanting to poke holes in the Cowboys unit as a whole, Christ, don't do it in offense. We've got, I mean, the, the offense have got enough 
issues to deal with with every time they received the ball. There was a stat came out on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw the Cowboys. I think I think it was RJ actually that put it out. The Cowboys have received the ball on offense on the other team's side of the field. I think it was twice this season. Not in the last game or the last two games this season. Because the the defence is simply not turning the ball over. So you're going to have to deal with long stretches of field. Um, Yeah, ease up on the offence, definitely. Okay. Um, Now, one of the ones that is quite interesting is um, C.D. Lamb has, in fact... Uh, broken a Cowboys record. He's had the most receptions for a rookie over the first four games. See the way you were trying to set it up there, the way you wanted it there, I thought you were going to say he's broken something. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I, was like, I, I was like, you better not be fucking joking here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, no, sorry, no, no. I, sorry I cussed you, but I was just like, what? <laughs> Um, so yeah so um, this though I think uh, I don't know what you guys think again perhaps we see Amari Cooper with multiple touchdowns what do you reckon yes plain and simple yes I mean they're Safeties are pretty good, but their corners suck. And I, I think you're going to see a big, some some big numbers out of Cooper. What are you thinking, Greg? Um, possibly more yards for for Lamb because uh, Cooper will be the focal point. Um, in one particular fantasy league, I started Gallup over Lamb, and I regretted it. Um, not that Lamb can't keep it going. I just think that on on Sunday in particular, um, Lamb will be the he he'll be the the main stats guy. If you like, he uh, I, I could see him being the top receiver. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup seems to be the kind of. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. What, don't know want to be harsh on him, but he almost seems the forgotten guy. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but I tell you what, though, this is his coming out party this year. Like, it literally is. Like, Gallup's like, there's going to be some games he's trying to break out in there, but he's trying to be chasing the big contract where it come, when it comes to his contract comes up in, in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like um, Cooper was the kind of main main focus for the defense, so Gallup would pick up the scraps. And then this season comes along and you've got somebody else to pick up the scraps and then Gallup's going, well, where's my targets? Going kind of stuff. I mean, you can only cover, you can only really cover two and then worry about the the third when you get the opportunity to to go and tackle them. So um, I don't know, maybe maybe Gallup will do well on Sunday. I mean, you really could see all three of them being the the top in terms of stats. Terms of red zone, I still think it's Cooper. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But I, 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 well, here's here's my suggestion. Well, not suggestion. Here's my feeling. I think Schultz is going to be the red zone target. Are you guys Could no be, not worried absolutely. about the the reports about Schultz being possibly injured? <sighs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. 
honestly. Oh. And, and the, the only thing, uh, the only way I find out about this one is I've got shelter my fantasy team and it's saying questionable, be careful, yada, yada, yada. So I'm, I still need to look more into this and I need to see today's practice report. Haven't quite seen it yet, obviously, um, because of the time zones. We're still, we're still plodding along, waiting for that to come through. Um, I am trying my best to do this sober October and this testament right now. Oh, I mean, the, the, only, the only thing I can think of is that Schultz was nice to have. I think we'll, we're still potent on offence. Um, mm-hmm. For him to pick up the slack that Blake Jarwin left was was excellent. Um, if, if he's there, it's great. If not, I still think we've got plenty of weapons to deal with. So it's not, in terms of injuries, he's definitely not the, the kind of be-all and end-all at tight end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but funnily enough, I was speaking to this uh, to my brother just before we came on, um, funnily enough. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, we were saying that uh, of all the things that have happened so far at the start of our season, Schultz has been that surprising all of a sudden, you know, that the whoo-hoo, that is a nice little yeah. surprise, you know? Well, I said, I said during the off-season that that's... That's the kind of thing that Mike McCarthy can do with an offense. He can he can elevate players. Um, like I, it's I certainly I've watched enough Packers games to know that um, he, they can find star players for one particular game out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, look at the, the how many like wide um, receivers that Aaron Rodgers has had. The only one I can really name, uh, well, two, sorry is Jody Nelson and Devante Adams. Any yeah. other ones, I'm like, never really, like, they've never been, like, standouts or, like, uh, like ones, like, they go for mega bucks and stuff like that, but somehow they still pull it out the bag and do whatever yeah. that, you know? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, in terms of fantasy, even if you take it from a fantasy perspective, you wouldn't go anybody outside of Devontae Adams for the Packers, but they're, they're still... They're so 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 effective through the air because that a Mike McCarthy offense can do that. Um, you maybe get one star this week and he disappears for a couple of weeks and he comes back again. Um, that could well be Dalton Schultz. You know, you you won't you won't see him for a couple of weeks and then he'll he'll come up with a hundred plus and a touchdown, disappear another couple, same again, same again, same again. So, um, nah, no, I, I think. Uh, Schultz has been good. He's been the surprise package for the offense this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his season is by no way finished. Um, but we'll see what happens with this uh, injury, as Mike reported. <laughs> I think Mike, it'll Mike. be all. Go on, sorry. See, see if that injury happens. Honestly, I'm going to come down to Wales and kick you right in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you that beer then. I keep owing you. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Some of the good news is is um, about our O-line. It is slowly starting to connect together a little bit. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But is there anybody on this Giants D-line that threatens that O-line uh, for you guys? Do you think, oh, God, because to me, 
apart from Leonard Williams, I mean, there's not much really that stands out. Really. Be honest, I'll be honest with you, I can't even name you one player in that defence, and I, plus I couldn't even really bloody care, because the Giants are a trash organisation, trash team. <laughs> I don't care. If, honestly, I don't care about them. For all I know, it's like Daniel Jones can jump off a cliff for all I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get to, to the Giants' uh, offence. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> Because one of the things that's cropped up, for me anyway, last week, was we were just talking about Schultz, but I I mean, I'm talking about the entire O-line in terms of blocking. The thing that stood out to me was, although Schultz has got better at pass catching, he hasn't got good at blocking, which is really random, which is what he was known for. But what do you guys make of the entire O-line in terms of how you think they're going to be able to stack up against the Giants' D-line? Just be better than last week. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> just be better, honestly. Just be better. Learn from your mistakes. And and this is something that we kind of talked about kind of briefly on Tuesday's show with Rob Phillips. It's like, is the is not just from offensive line, but all the players, are they getting enough film time to study who they're up against and to evaluate what their mistakes are? Because obviously with like I'm not trying to throw on excuses out there, but this, but at the same time, it's it does affect with all all the other teams as well. But I kind of feel as though it's like, are we giving the players there enough time to like pretty much like self study saying, right, I made that mistake in that play, I need to do better there. I missed that block. How did I miss that because of X Y Z? Like, I think again, it's like time is it? Like time is money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, in terms then, though, of their safeties, because um, we do like to pass it quite deep, um, you know, because, I mean, they've got Jabril, uh, Jabril Peppers. Bit of a, little bit of a tongue twister there. When? <laughs> little bit. Oh, Christ, that's right. They traded for him, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And they've got Julian Love, Um you know, their safeties aren't that bad. Their okay. safeties no, are no, pretty no, good. No, no, and no. Peppers is good. Peppers is good. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. In fact, now that you mentioned him, I'm like, yeah, actually, I've been kind of worried about Jabril, to be honest. Mm. I mean, their defence, uh, ironically, of all the things, has been the one thing that um, has stood out, really. Um I think I've got it written down here somewhere. So in total yards, so total yards that the defense has given up, they rank six. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So, but, but here's the ironic thing that where this whole game is going, which is why I'm bringing it full circle background on this, is that you've got the number one offense, the Cowboys' offense, against against. Um, the Giants' defense, which is a top ten defense, and then conversely, the other way round is where it all falls apart because we've got one of the worst defenses, but they've also got one of the worst o- offenses. So it's going to be a bit of a topsy turvy game. Yeah, I um, I watched the the Giants Rams last week, and they might be on four, but. Um, I, I don't know if it was a Rams off day, but they didn't look terrible. 
Um, this this game, I mean, this is by no means a win, uh, an easy win on Sunday. I would not sleep on the Giants' D, like you say. This game is going to be Cowboys' defense against Giants' offense. That's where it's going to be won or lost. We will score points. I've no doubt we will score points. But can we stop them scoring points? Um, because let's face it, it would be the first time all season that we've done it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are we are leaking points, and that's where it's gonna. If if there's going to be a, a fly in the ointment, that's where it's going to be. That's where it's going to sting. Um, yeah, don't sleep on the Giants' D. Definitely, no. I agree with you. Like I say. No, there's not much to write home about, but they're safeties. They they they've got the one thing that we're missing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of we'll get on to this, but their kind of pass rush is spread out. Uh, like you say, outside of Leonard Williams, um, but there's no more than two sacks per player. But there's a lot of it. If you know what I mean, yeah. Like there's yeah, a yeah, few yeah. and two sacks. Um, they've got like you say high powered safeties. Um, mm-hmm. I think Blake Martinez is their top linebacker with a, with the top amount of tackles. Um, so, yes. yeah, they're no. Yeah. I mean, they're on four, but they're no slouches. Not on defense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is this a sort of game that you would use three wide receiver sets and attack the middle of that field then, or go outside the numbers perhaps? Which way round? Because I mean, the corners aren't that great. I think depending on. Uh, the Dalton Schultz situation, like obviously, if he goes down with an injury and he's out, you definitely, I would definitely go three wide. Uh, yeah, definitely, that's the way I would approach it. Yeah, and you, you, you'll see more, you'll see a better side of Zeke as well. I think that that was going to be the next thing I I was going to ask you is because obviously, uh, you know, their D line isn't great and our O line is looking to have a good matchup in this game. So, do you think perhaps maybe? This is more of a game for Zeke. Yeah, I would. I think this, like, like we said at the start of the show, I think we'll get a lead in this game. <laughs> Goodness, we could all do with a lead. A two point, a two score lead would be even better. If we can get that, we'll see more yeah. of Zeke. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I generally feel as though that uh, this could be. A game where we can take full advantage and see we'll actually rack up the yards up this time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see it being like with the type of defense they've got. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like Martinez is the best player in the middle. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, I can definitely see like see definitely again beyond like maybe like say eighty yards in this game. Beyond that, and possibly a touchdown. I mean, if you're Again, if you're going to fantasy stars, that's still pretty decent considering. But you know, but yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to uh, the fun side of everything then, and look at the Cowboys' defense. Oh, now, man. I'm sure if uh, <laughs> you guys have got comments, uh, they uh, they're, they're flying in now. The comments. Look, as soon yeah. as we get on the defense, uh, send <laughs> us your comments on uh, what you think about the Cowboys' defense, Mike Nolan, and even tell us what you think the score is going to be, the final score. Um, but let's get into. Um, we was talking about the Cowboy, uh, the Giants. O-line, uh, D-line. I get my words out now. The Giants' D-line being sucky. But what about the Cowboys? Because I'm sure 
UK giants are doing their show, saying the same thing that we have, that their D-line sucks. We, you know, we had last week against the Browns a fisherman running up on us. Um, are they going to do the same thing with their guys? Well, they hope not. But we honestly we could not be any worse than we were against that Burns Burns team. We could, mm-hmm. Honestly, like, oh, uh, for the front seven to play like that, uh, uh, it was embarrassing. It really was. And especially when you've got the like the players that we've got, there's no excuse for that. There really isn't. And I've tried my best to bite my tongue and try and like be on the defensive side for the defense in terms of new scheme and that. But if you're playing react rather than attack in terms of hitting your gaps, you're going yeah. to get forced. You're going to get forced back. You need to be making sure that you've got the right uh, the hand speed to get after those blocks if you're reacting. Yeah, you know, yeah, and 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 furthermore on that, it's like we all know. What I've, I've previously mentioned about three point stands and two point stands before, and I keep saying it. It's like some of these guys are not in a natural like position in terms of hand. Like they prefer putting their hands in the dark. It's, it feels more comfortable. It feels like they get more burst. But if you're playing in a two point stance, you're going to be more in react mode, and. And we kind of saw that, like, we were too slow to react in that Browns game throughout that whole game. And Mike Nolan needs to get his head out of his bloody, I don't know, like, he needs to get his head out of the dirt and actually do something about this. And, yeah. and tell uh, Jim Tulsula to, like, guide us, like, okay, we might need to switch things up now. Be more aggressive in terms of that offensive line uh, uh, towards that offensive line and force them back. So, well, I mean, one of the the interesting stats that came out last week with Mike Nolan was his history um, as a defensive coordinator with the Falcons, and in yeah. his three years, in his three years, the defense ranked twenty fourth, twenty seventh, and last. Um, speaking to some friends online as well one of them being a, um, a Falcons fan. And he actually said that when he heard we hired Mike Nolan, he actually chuckled inside about that. Maybe there's something you can take away from that mind. Um, but do we continue to ride on, guys, with Mike Nolan? I mean, it's only been four games. Do you give the guys some more leeway to try and see if you can pull it together? Bear in mind with everything that's gone on this season. It's only been one quarter of the seasons went through. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, like I still like I, I again. I don't want to be using bloody excuses, but like with everything that's kind of going on, they've not had the proper setup. Mm-hmm. They've not had a proper training camp. They've not had preseason. They've had none of that. And again, I, I'm, when it comes to week five and week six, then yeah, that will be the major concern point. Was when you're at the halfway point, the seat, like coming towards the halfway point. But for now, I think. It's. It cannot be any worse than it was last week. It cannot be. So, I, you were. Go on. Sorry, you go, Gray. You go. You go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask the viewers and the listeners to watch two videos if they haven't seen them already. Oh, One of them God. is um, Manny Acho's video, yeah. um, widely so that, available on Twitter. The other one is 
Daniel Jeremiah's video. Um, and they were making points that you can have any defensive scheme at known to football. If your guys do not hustle to the ball and do not do their jobs properly, you could have 20-odd players on that defence and it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference. They, they went after Jalen Smith. They went after the D-line. They went after a safety in particular who ended up tripping two of his teammates. I, I can't remember exactly who it was. I'm not going to speculate. But three Cowboys players ended up on the ground with the ball carrier in, in the vicinity. It's not good enough. I, yeah. I I agree that Mike Nolan needs to pick things up a little bit and make players accountable. But you could have any defensive scheme in the world if your guys are not going to hustle to the ball. Doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah. That whole scenario with that last play really annoyed me, especially with Jalen Smith and Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas actually attacking the wrong player. For start, yeah, not even yeah. the ball carrier. He had the chance to take Beckham out the game, like he was right beside him, but he went after the wrong player. And once, once Thomas went took him out, Jalen's waving his arms about like a heedless chicken, and then realizes, oh crap! Now I start chasing after him. Now it's not good enough. Yeah, there was mm. there was also one um, for the the Beckham touchdown. Um, they focused on a. Again, I, I apologise, I can't remember exactly who it was, but there was a Cowboys player in the vicinity and he he didn't go after... Um, who was it that threw the touchdown pass? Was it... Um, Landry. Jarvis, Jarvis yeah, Landry. Landry. He didn't go after Landry. He stayed on his block. Yeah. I mean, Landry's not going to run with... If, if Landry ends up with the ball there, he's not going to run with it. He's going to end up passing because I think... It, was he a college QB or a high school QB? Um, so there is a bit of trickery about that Browns defence. Um, and if he ends up looking downfield with the ball and two hands around his chest, he's not going to end up running with it. He's going to throw it. Yep. Um, well, we're not going to expect that from Daniel Jones, let's be honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, but... Uh, here's, here's the trouble we've got, mine, with the with the the, the Giants O line is they have invested in it quite a lot. Yeah, they have. Um, but at the same time, it's like I, I don't think they're getting the right coaching. Like they're still making really bad t- mistakes as well. Um, I think is is Jones still not like one of the most sackable quarterbacks in the league right now after week four? Yeah. And, so, and he su- he does suffer. Quite badly with fumbleitis. I know that's bad coming from us, you know, when we just talked about Zeke fumbling. <laughs> so, uh, but the big one, the big one the is, is five the, sacks. Yeah, the Ram, I mean, like, the Rams sacked him five times. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. He does hit the dirt a lot. Uh, and what what's interesting is more to do with his processing speed. It's just not there. Um, but. Um, it really ain't. You can see it. Um, very much Eli, you know, the return of Eli with, with Daniel Jones. But um, they are doing the running game. Uh, and the issue that we've got is our D-line is struggling badly against the run. Mainly, mainly looking at the middle of the line with Dontari Poe. Um, we did a... Um, a vote at the start of the week, you know, is Don Tari Poe, um, 
you know, worth the hype. And it was an it was a huge it was huge that like people thought negatively about Don Tari Poe in the vote. Uh, it, it was wild. I'll try and find it and I'll post it up later. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, mate, but I keep saying it like that. D line, they're not doing what like what they did previously before. They're not attacking the gaps. They're standing and reacting to see what's going to happen with the play. They're getting yeah. forced back. That like D line, should they should be should be smash mouth football. They should be putting the pressure on the O line, not them pushing us back. Yeah, the, the issue like, the issue got they're not getting off their blocks. Ah oh, well, that's it. Tristan Hill should not be like. I don't know how many times we saw that in that game. Like, like, don't give it a name. Like, Hill was actually done all right, considering like from last season where he hardly ever played to where he is now. But he got ragdolled through yep. that whole game against the Browns. I don't know. I don't expect this being the same scenario during the Giants. I don't expect that. But we need to st- kind of stop, kind of like putting the hands above and read and react, then throw the hands. We just need to attack the gaps and be the first person and try and pull, like, get to the ball as quickly as possible before the, the gaps yeah. actually eventually open up. Sorry, yeah. I can hear mm-hmm. my microphone there. It, 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 it's, it, it's just, it's, I'm sorry, but for me, it's a little bit common sense. Get to the ball ASAP. Do not give them the leverage yeah. to force you back. Mm-hmm. My, my understanding of defensive football is that it, it doesn't really, when it comes to defensive scheme, it doesn't really matter to the D-line. Their job is to go and ca- tackle the ball carrier, basically. Um, and it, I, I've, kind of, I've kind of skirted around it. I've tried not to engage too much with it on social and on, on Sunday nights in the group and, and on here. But Tank Lawrence, I love you but you have zero sacks on the season and 20-odd million dollars per year, I'm sorry, it's not good enough. If you are injured, sit out, get better and come back for us the week later. But I think we need, we need to look at stats in particular. If yeah. you're going to pressure the QB, fine, but QBs can still score touchdowns whilst pressured. That's why, um, that's why they get the big bucks. We yeah. need to start calling people out and Tank Lawrence, because of that huge salary, is one of them. Zero sacks on the season. It's funny that you mentioned Tank Lawrence. There, someone posted, and you're going to laugh at this, right? So, twenty million per year is on roughly. Is that correct? Yep. Right, yeah. So, so someone posted that picture comparison of our old defensive end tackle Charlton, who's now with obviously uh-huh. the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so he has two sacks. He's got two sacks. <laughs> Half like I think it's quarter of the reps and six hundred k salary. Yeah, yeah, and he's I'm, actually I'm, I'm, he's he's to, like uh, I think he's still actually I I know it's not much, but he's actually costing us on dead cap as well. I think. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like we talked about it earlier in the show, there are there are three Giants players on two sacks. Mm. And they're not getting twenty million dollars a year. Um, you, you talk it well. Tank. The, the argument is, well, Tank receives all the all the Tank receives all the all the notice on the the defensive yeah. line. He he's the focal point. 
He does, he does, and if, in, in that perspective, yes, but he he should know that if he's playing especially on the strong side of the ball, he needs to be hitting those gaps attacking. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a two-point two or three-point, yeah. he, needs, he needs to be the first person to get the leverage of that offensive tackle, regardless if you're going inside the gap or outside the gap, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's the argument that I will put up for Tank Lawrence, but you see it across the league, Joey Bosa, Huge money, still getting the sacks. Aaron Donald, huge money, still getting the sacks. They're getting all the focus and they're recording sacks. I mean, I, I get that he's getting to the bulk. He's getting QB. I keep hearing about this QB pressure. It, it, these guys are the, the, the quarterbacks of the, in this league are the best 32 quarterbacks in the game. They can they can deal with pressure. That's how, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? That they're paid. They're paid multi millions to deal with pressure. You know, there's a difference between QB pressure and putting a QB on the ground. Yeah, because if he's on the ground, he doesn't throw the touchdown pass. If he doesn't throw the touchdown pass, it makes the corners look better. But because Tank isn't getting to the QB, QB's getting longer to find the corner, the corner then uh, to, to find the receiver, the corner gets more criticism, and it snowballs. It's Snowballs from there, and then all of a sudden we're talking Mike uh, Mike Nolan's defense is terrible. It, it, it's all linked together, and I think yeah. we need we need to start looking at the people not being who they should be. And Tank and T- Demarcus Lawrence is one of them. If he is injured, sit out and get better. There is no point in taking Tank Lawrence off um, of a red zone play third down because I, I can't remember which game it was. Um, somebody was in the red zone and Tank Lawrence is standing on the sideline. Here's a question. I want to get your thoughts and I want to get everybody else's thoughts who's watching this. Should Bradley and A should be getting more game time? Well, I was actually going to come to you rather than Bradley because another guy who's taken higher in the draft, Neville Gallimore. Yeah, if you said, yeah. We haven't, we, we haven't seen him. Yeah, it's not. It's not we seem to be getting any reps, which I'm quite surprised about. Because I, I, like everyone who's who knows me, I'm a big Neville Gallimore fan. I think he will be in the future a starter. I think personally, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't see what else could go wrong right now with the with the front four or how our dealing is going right now. Might have to switch up a little bit. And if that means like getting Gallimore in and get Ani in, then great. Uh, and uh, our good friend uh, Marcus uh, just actually oh, oh you just oh, saw my, bad, my bad, my yeah. bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, Ani should definitely be playing this week, and I yeah. fully agree. Uh, I yeah. think he should be getting reps because he is a speed, def- a pure speed defensive end, and we're seeing yes. lack of that very yeah, little yeah. speed. It's very reactive and very slow. And with an A, he just comes out like guns blazing. He'll use yeah, his speed so, and hands. That was his biggest strength, Bradley and I, was his, was his get-off. That yeah. he, not only does he time um, his get-off to perfection, his timing's amazing. He, he, he times the snap perfectly. But when he gets going, and his bend as well, um, you know, he, can, he, he has like some extraordinary bend when he's on that edge. Which is why during the off season I said, you know, he would be really good on pump blocks on the edge. 
Yeah, your brother. So, yeah, I think I think your brother means rookies, but yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see what else we got to lose. Like you, you could try I, Reggie Robinson as well. Get Reggie Robinson involved. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, can't get any worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, you know, people, if, if you're not uh, if you're not going to earn your paycheck, go and go and have a seat and let somebody else go and try and earn theirs. Yeah, it's as simple I, as that. Here's an interesting stat that um, Don Tari Poe, Tyron Crawford, and Antoine Woods, uh, they rank, um, they, they, they are three of the five lowest-rated defensive uh, players on run stop. They rank 22nd, 23rd, uh, sorry, 7th. Antoine Woods as well, yeah. They, uh, so in, in this order, Poe, Crawford, and Woods, they rank 72, 73rd, and 75th. In run stop, three of the five lowest. I'm sorry, I just said they're going by based on Madden ratings or some some shit. (laughs) Yeah, that that's that's what they they ranked at currently on. Like I'm I'm pretty sure Poe is pretty much the only defensive tackle who's actually had enough like penetration to actually get to the run. But well, Hill as well. But I'm pretty sure Woods is the only defensive tackle who's actually had a sack. Um, I need to check the stats on that one, which I I'll do as you guys talk. I'm mm. not sure, mind. I'll have to double check. I'm, pre- it. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, right. But on terms of um, what the defense needs to do to stop the the offense, I'll start with you, Paul. Really, what is going to be the strategy for the defense to stop them to stop this offense? Attack that old line. Simple as that. Put them on the back. Put them on the back foot. Do not give them an ounce to make any chance of a play. And linebackers, keep it simple. Do your job. I said that in, in, in Tuesday's show. It's like we're overcomplicating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. right. And, um, and, and, and the secondary will solve itself if everyone just does their job as it should be. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Greg? Thanks, what, Mark. What's um, that mean? <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Marcus. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to agree with Paul. Um, if if at least Alden Smith can can return to a little bit of form, he has four sacks on the season. So if we're going to get a sack, that's where it's coming going to come from because it's not from a twenty million stud, not on not on past not on past evidence. Um, if you if you're based purely on on the numbers, um, I'll tell you what. You I, know, I just I, I just hope this is the game that Delo actually comes in. Oh, like, absolutely! Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there will be. I I will be first. To, I will be first in line to eat my hat. If he if he comes up with if he comes up with say say two two sacks yeah. on Sunday, I'll yeah. be first to eat my hat. But and I think all of us will. Yeah. Do you know and what? Do we do we There's think no evidence that, for it? Yeah, but do you think this is going to be a because people say the old get right game? Do you think this is a get right game as well for Jim Smith, who's been taking a lot of flack this week? I I I don't know, man. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that. I really don't. Like the thing is with Jalen, it just tries too much. Yeah, like, see if he just does his actual assignment. Like his actual get like 
focus on the gap that he's supposed to be looking out for and let Joe Thomas do what he's supposed to do. Unless it was that last play in the, the Browns game, I can forgive Jalen that one, but in terms of acting like if he's chitting and strolling about, no, I can't forgive him for that. But in terms of in general, if they just like if the guys would just actually gel together a bit more and I actually trust each other, would it actually be in a better situation here? Mm. Yeah. I just um, I just wonder it, if, if Jalen's been found out a little bit um by by being the guy. I mean mm. in the past he said he said General know. Lee, he said Van Der Esch, those guys are gone. Is he kind of floundering a little bit? Yeah, is, he trying to, is he trying to do three positions at once? <laughs> Um, to, to me, it, it, it's processing again. We talk about processing speed. For me, it, that's exactly what it is. He, he's, and I, I think by looking at some of the things he's doing, he's freelancing. He's freelancing what he's supposed to be doing. It's not. It's not bloody Jamal Adams. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's the thing that you're okay. I, I don't mind a linebacker freelancing, right? If you see something on the field, at the end of the day, you're on the field, you've got the closest view. So if you're that linebacker and you see something and you want think, no, I'm going to freelance this play, then do it. But if you do, make sure that you're in the right position, doing the right play, doing the right thing, and that you're not the reason the play goes south. And that's what I think Jalen's doing. And it's all about processing. That he's got the physical attributes, he just hasn't oh, yeah. got the mental attribute to, oh, to know oh, when to pull the brakes on what he's trying to do. Well, that's another thing I was just going to bring up. It's like we've been absolutely shocking at tackling. Mm. So again, it's it's all it's all down to the players. The players we're calling out are the big earners. You know, no, nobody's calling out Thomas, for instance, for not being the guy. It's because of their their salaries. Because they, we need them to be the guys. I mean, it's it's a it's a salary cap game, and if your big tickets aren't aren't doing the business, you're going to suffer. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Jalen is now in that camp because of his deal. Yeah, yeah. So, give me your final predictions. Then, what do you think the uh, score is going to be? Oh God! Right. Okay. Um... Graham, you go first. I need to think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah you, you, go. you go first. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, get your get your scores out, everybody. Get your scores yeah. in. I, I'm curious. I, I want to see people's reactions first. What they think? For me, thirty-eight twenty-eight Cowboys. <sighs> I think we leak. Yeah, now we leak. But bear in mind, the last time we played the Giants. Uh, Dak threw for four touchdowns. Uh, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous, I have to admit, because we've been so confident that it's going to be the bounce-back game and it's mm. not happened. Um, they, they don't have... Like I've said a few times on the show that the Cowboys' defense of late revives running games. Um, it would not shock me in the slightest if Devontae Freeman ran for over 100 yards and, and two scores on Sunday. That's what I mean. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. Um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. They're going to say 
28-21 Cowboys. See, but I'm nervous. I'm, see, I'm now kind of thinking more towards 35-31. Okay. Like, I, I don't yeah. think it I don't think it's gonna go as high up as 38, but I might come back down to like I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know, man. I just <laughs> I, all, all I want to say is I just want us to win and yeah like if our defense can stop putting the pressure on our offense to overcompensate for stack to throw five hundred yards a game and still lose, that'd be great. Like, if we can just actually get a win, fantastic. You know, I don't necessarily care what the score is going to be as long as yeah. we win. What What makes me nervous is um, Daniel Jones because I don't see him as a high scoring quarterback, but with our defense the way it is just now, uh, he could have a huge nice little segue. He could have a huge fantasy game. We yeah. should be we should be taking Daniel Jones to the actual dump uh, the dump yard because he is trash. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay, guys. Let's get into fantasy. And funnily enough, we've got Marcus um, talking to us, and me and Paul are actually in a uh, Cowboys. Four and all. I am four and all in the league. <laughs> yeah. So Marcus is with us um, in that league. It's basically just a Cowboys creators league. Uh, you'll have to join us next uh, season, Greg. Get yeah, involved yeah, with it all. It's a good laugh. They're a good bunch. Um, so what we do on the fantasy side of it all is we do uh, oh boy and boy oh boy. So I'm going to give you the score. Oh boy is they're going to score less than that. Uh, but what I want you to do, guys, is elaborate. Right? So if, if you give me the score and you say oh boy is going to be less... Uh, tell me why and what you think they're going to get. And boy, oh boy, is this going to be more than. All right. So who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, then. I'm going to give you Dak straight out the gate. Right, Paul? He yeah. is predicted to score 22 fantasy points. Oh boy, or boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy is up. Right? All right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, boy, boy, oh yeah. boy. Definitely boy, oh boy. Hit me with it. 400 right. yard game again. Uh, I, I, I'd rather say 350, uh, three, okay. passing three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Hmm. All right, then. I like that. Um, let me give you Graham. Mr. Zeke, he is predicted to score 18 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. How many yards was it you said? Uh, he's going to score 18 fantasy points. 18? Yeah. Ooh, I, I think that might be right on the mark. It's close. It's definitely close. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm going to go boy, oh Mark, boy. Um, because... Marcus, Marcus, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Zeke or are you talking about Dak? That's the question, because I've got... <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> uh, I think... Because um, I've got Dak in fantasy, mate, so... <laughs> I think we're going to see the we're going to see the spoon fed a lot on Sunday because um, if there's one player to bounce back from a bit of criticism, it's Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. us wanting to control the clock. Um, hopefully, this is one of the games where we get a lead, um, and I'm going to predict that that ball gets super glued 
to Zeke's hand because he he responds he responds to um, criticism. I would say that he gets at I least twenty one, twenty two points. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So everyone's kind of feeling the same. Eighteen points is roughly about. Yeah, it's kind of like it could be a little bit less, it could be a little bit more. Because I reckon when you kind of add it all up. Zeke could get two touchdowns and go for what um, sixty yards, and that would still come up to what eighteen points essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even more. So, like, there's a lot of things. So, but yeah, it, it could go up, it could go down. But I think mm. 18, I think eighteen points is a good accurate prediction. All right, um, great. I'm going to stick with you, Cooper. He's actually. Um, I, I just having a little perusal while we've been talking. He's actually ranked as the number one wide receiver this week. <laughs> um, but he is predicted to score eighteen fantasy points. Say that again. Eighteen fantasy points. Oof. One eight. Um. Uh, <laughs> All right, I tell you what, to make oh it boy. easier, oh boy, oh, bo- oh less than okay, oh boy. Less than only, uh, only because Zeke and Lamb have such good days. Mm. Um, I think the, the safety the safety coverage will be on Cooper. Mm. Um, he, he will be the double, he'll be doubled up. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've talked about good, good oh. safety, so um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you take that comment away, Mike. Yeah, our, our, fr- our, fr- our friend over on Periscope, he's got him for thirty-seven points. That would be yeah, a, a, an absolutely. But we we hope he does. We absolutely hope he does. Um, so I'm going to hit you, uh, Paul, with a guy who's actually on my team is CD Lamb. He okay. is predicted to score thirteen fantasy points. Oh boy, which is boy, oh boy, boy, and it's not close. Hit me with it. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll say that this is half point, that, half PPR. So this is essentially like, so um, you need 70, 70 yards minimum and a touchdown, and that's your 13 points. He's trying to get yep. more than 70 yards. 100 yes. yard like, game. And, and, and I, reckon, I reckon he will get a touchdown. So it's going to be above 13 easily. Yeah. And 100 Aye. yards? 100 yards? Aye. I'm only going yeah. to double what, what Paul says yeah. because yeah. if... If Cooper, if Cooper's the, the double coverage, um, Lamb is one of the main ingredients in the forty burger. He yeah. is he's essentially <laughs> what makes the forty burger because you can't you can't keep them all quiet. And yeah, um, yeah he, he has particularly good hands. He's quick. He's a he has a good right tree. Um, it's a solid pick, like we well, like we've said throughout the season, and. 13 points is low for CD Lamb. That is low. Mm. Yeah. It is low. It is low. Um, I'm going to stick with you, Paul. Uh, Dalton Schultz, eight points. Ooh. That's got to be a touchdown, see, to me. This is touchdown dependent. I think that's fair, actually. Yeah. I, I, think, no, I think you'll... The yards will be more or less red zone. He'll be a red zone target. You're talking about minimum amount of yards, I mean. but I think he might get the touchdown. So I think eight points is actually quite a good prediction. Yeah, one. like I, I think he's like you're looking at a 30 yarder or maybe 
you know that that those eight points are uh, completely touchdown mm. dependent. I think. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Is he going to be three points or eight and above? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily see his um, yardage is going to go up, especially when you've got um, our trio of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll get a TD. So, like, if he if he gets a TD, then yeah, he'll be up to like between eight and ten points. And it's a yeah, thanks, guys. Like, it's I generally think it is kind of like it just really depends on the situation where our offense is. How we use shows and if we're in the red zone, he is going to be a big target for us. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so Graham, I'm going to give you a bit of a toughie here. The Dallas defense, seven I points. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. Believe it or not, they could be a sneaky streamer for the week based on the fact that the Giants' offense is the lowest scoring in the league. They rank 32nd. So the problem is with predicting fantasy points for defense is doesn't matter how many sacks and whatever and that, they'll get deducted back off depending on how many touchdowns you let pass on you. Exactly. So, so it's so difficult to predict that. But if we're going to go based on oh, stats and figures and stuff, like that, I'd, honestly, it's like it's, it's the lottery. It really is. It is. Uh, what's, what's the number, Mike? Uh, seven. 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 I'll be happy with seven points, I'll be honest. Seven points would be not, not too bad, like. <laughs> I just saw that comment there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or even minus four. Thank you for my... joining us as well, guys, over in Periscope. It's good to see yeah, you guys. I definitely um, I'm I'm sorry we've 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 bashed the, the D enough tonight. I'm gonna say oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. Right. I, I don't see I don't see sacks. I don't see interceptions. I don't see pick sixes. And the only way they can score points is by keeping the score down. And I don't see them getting that either. Um, <laughs> I I it would not surprise me in the slightest if it was a negative number. Very possible. I'm sorry. sorry, It just it's so bad just now, and there is no evidence. Paul, I'm going boy oh boy. I don't care. So we've got one going one way and one going the other. I like it. I like the controversy. I love it. But But I I, I, I want to eat humble pie after the game. (laughs) All right then. Well, let me hit you with the next one then. Evan Ingram, Paul, he's going to score 12 fantasy points. Somebody's got to score the points, Paul. It'll be a boy, oh boy. I think, I think he'll have a boy, oh boy game. Mm. But not there's, not, not, there's not much to go around, see, is there? But not by much. Not by much. And the issue is, is that really their only options are, are Darius Slayton and Golden Tate. Um, Slayton did have a good game in week one. Yeah, he not bad, but and he's just fallen off a ledge. So what are you, what are you going? You go like boy or boy? Just like the organization. Yeah. Um, and why I'm saying that? Well, I'm ranked. He'll be one of the the the, the players who'll score a touchdown for the Giants. 
and he'll well rack up at least 50, 50 yards in the game because he has a primary target. At least. Okay. Yeah, so I find that's what I'm saying, boy, oh boy. All right, then. Um, I'm going to give you, Graham, Devontae Freeman, 14 fantasy points. (laughs) 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 Sorry, tell me again. I was stressing too much. Tell me again. Do you want a different one? No, 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 no. What's the the point? 14. 14. Yeah. Even? Yeah. Who protected that? That Sorry, is, it's... these are official numbers from NFL Fantasy. <laughs> what the hell are they smoking? It's fantasy, isn't it, man? Did they give me had a fisherman store? Nine yeah, points. they took a guy off a fisherman boat I... and went fucking wild. Yeah, it... I can't call me. I'm I'm sorry, as as boy or oh boy. Um, like I said oh, okay. earlier on the show, the the Cowboys D revives running games, and it's maybe not the obvious choice in Saquon Barkley, but somebody's going to run on this defense, um, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. They are somebody's going to punish the defense. The only way I could see Freeman not getting to that target is if we get an early two-score lead. Um, and then they'd, they'd start to stress a little bit. But Freeman is going to... I, If I was to go even closer, I would say 110 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. Um, because like you say, like we said uh, a couple of minutes ago, they don't have a great throwing game. Um, so if they're going to score points, it's going to be through the run. Mm. And yeah. Freeman scares me. Yeah, yeah, and we agree with you there, Lloyd. Definitely, that seems to be the sentiment. And I'm going to give you the last one. Um, you can finish this off and take us home, Paul. Uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Trash guy. <laughs> so uh, we've got we. He's down predicted seventeen points. Oh boy, or boy, oh boy. That's by on. I would, say, I, would, but I would say maybe boy oh boy, but not by much. I would say a below twenty. I would say maybe nineteen, because I think I think he will turn over the ball and fumble it, <laughs> right. and I will deduct points off him. So that's my reasoning behind that. I don't think he's going to rack up the arse because the run, like like Graham was saying, Freeman's going to be running most of the time, and mm-hmm. that, and they're limited in targets, so. I don't see the yardage picking up at all. Like the only person I think is going to get any yardage is Ingram, and I don't think it's going to be that much. So uh, I would say boy oh boy, but just by a little bit. Okay, all right then. Well, there we go then. That pretty much wraps up our little pre-game segment from UK Cowboys TV this week. Um, make sure you join us on Tuesday uh, with Brian and the gang. Um, you'll obviously get to speak to them again. We do have uh, a guest on. He was actually communicating with us tonight. He is coming on on the pregame show uh, next week, and then we got more lined up. And a shout-out to our sponsor, uh, Cowboys Experience. If you're going to go to a game this year, uh, 
if you can, or more than likely next year. Make sure you book your tickets through Cowboys Experience. Number and information is on the screen now. Uh, make sure you use the booking code UK Cowboys as well for a little bit extra. Um, and obviously, a big one as well is send us your photos as well. Um, we'd love to see what you guys are up to over there. You can imagine over this side in rainy Britain, we we need some things, especially now we've gone back into lockdown to perk us back up. <laughs> um, but yes, hopefully, well, I say hopefully, I am locking this in as being a surefire win. I know any given Sunday, yada, yada, yada. For me, it's a definite win, guys. I'm telling you, definite win. Confidence. Positive mental attitude. I'm always positive. Mm -hmm. That could be a good and a bad thing with what you just I, said there, I especially if somebody be. takes that out of context. Fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. This is uh, this is going to be this is going to be the if knows if if knows if, if there's going to be a game for the D to perform in, please let it be this week. Yeah, please, defensive line, please. I'm bored and as bad as enough as it is. Don't make it any worse. I don't want. To, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to look like bloody Harold Bishop in neighbours. Stand <laughs> up and be counted, please. <laughs> but yes, guys, um, we've run over slightly, but that's all right. We'll we'll live with that. Um, <laughs> uh, but make sure you uh, join us. Game day thread going up on Sunday as well. Kick off 9pm. Um, so we'll speak to you all then on Sunday. Um, <laughs> but thank you as well for everybody who uh, joined us, who liked, shared, commented. You guys are, you are our MVPs. You are the guys who are our MVPs. Um, yeah. The interaction is yeah, cheers to everyone commenting, man. Some great yeah. comments in tonight's show. Great, man. Keep it coming. Yeah, but... yeah. That's it. And we will be here next week. Uh, as I say, special guest on the pregame show next week, which will be against Arizona, but that'll be then. Uh, but from myself, from Mr. Paul and Mr. Graham, this is UK Cowboys TV pregame show, and we'll see you all again next week. Go Cowboys. See you next time.